Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Um, my name is Darren. I'm your co-host coming at you live from Akamotham Territory, also known as Phoenix, Arizona. Hola, me llamo Jimena. Hello, my name is Jimena and I am coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. Uh, yeah, we're back. <laughs> I know it's been like a really long time since we've recorded an episode and like we're really sorry but like we're back with season two uh life has been crazy (laughs) uh, I feel like it's been crazy before COVID-19 but COVID-19 has just made it like a lot worse (laughs) like literally same thing this beginning of the year was so chaotic and then I thought I was gonna get it together and COVID hit yeah, dude, my life was like, oh, so let's see what happened. Um, February, I had to quit my job because of my manager. And I had to quit basically because she was homophobic. Um, and then following that, my roommate at the house I was living in kicked me out because I asked for them to start cleaning and to lower the AC in the summer. But, you know, whatever. But yeah. Got an apartment now. Ridiculousness. I know, dude. Like, ugh. But what, let's see what what's happened to you. Uh, so the beginning of January, I decided that I was going to move back to California. And so I quit my jobs, both of them, moved back to California. And then a week, a week into me moving back, I got an email for a job offer in Portland. And this is... This was one of those jobs where it's the literal foot in the door that I was calling on. Just career building type of job that I could not say no to. The pay, the opportunity, everything about it. And so it was California was cool for two weeks and then I had to start planning my move back to Portland. And so uh, I started right before the lockdown. And so I've been in an office where typically there would be like over 50 people in the office. And there's just four of us on most days. Well, at least now you're getting to know those four people, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, that's cool. I'm supposed to be graduating next week, like walking, but ASU made the decision to just be like, you know what? We're going to have an online ceremony. And all it is is like a slideshow of stuff. But like U of A and Tucson completely rescheduled it for their graduating seniors for the fall, like a certain time specifically for them. They didn't even like plan to say like, hey, we're going to do this for now, but we can reschedule something later. No, they literally just said, here's your online slideshow thing. This is what you're going to do. But you're more than welcome to apply for graduation to walk in the winter ceremony, which is like in December. And I was like, y'all could have just like done it in October or like August, something far away. But I'm like, whatever. It's cool. I see you. I'm pretty sure it's just the president that wants to like save money. So I'm like, uh, but it's all good. I submitted my thesis yesterday to my mentor and I'm really scared. Title was the Indigenous Planning Paradigm, Ecological Sustainability, and Political Autonomy. And so basically, like, I was just investigating how the Indigenous planning, which is like its own form of planning, like, but historic, it's like a historical version of planning that's been adapted for like a contemporary context. But like, basically, I was researching how that can be used to create more sustainable communities and like also help with self determination and political autonomy and stuff. And I had to break down the, I think it's like the Mackin. The Macintosh trilogy. There's three major lawsuits that happened that basically laid the groundwork for federal Indian policy, which one of them was like the Forest 
removal act and then there was like one i think it was like the cherokee one of the cherokee nations against federal government and something else but yeah the world needs help which is why we have this podcast exactly that's us we can be the voice of the environment i know but oh my god so like let's talk about you know covid19 and the whole like that mother earth is coming for us with this natural selection oh my gosh i was seeing it on twitter and the first things i was seeing was I believe it was in Paris or Italy where they have all the canoes that flow down the city river. See, I'm not well-traveled, so I don't know exactly what it's called. But I was seeing people say that there was fish coming back. And then I was I started seeing people quoting it saying, stop shaming everybody for pollution. It's not our fault. It's big companies. And both people, I feel like in that argument, are correct. But we also, like, we have to start with personal responsibility because it's really easy to pass the blame off to big corporations because they are definitely a big contributor to plastic pollution, ocean pollution, everything, but it comes full circle. It's also our fault. And I don't think necessarily that everything is going to get fixed because of COVID. Like, yes, CO2 emissions are down. Yes, animals and wildlife is flourishing momentarily, but on a large scale. And like in the long term, unless this is a consistent pattern, it's not going to get better. Yeah, no, it's not like the thing that at least that's happening in Phoenix is that like I haven't really seen. Well, the one thing is I did notice is when I was driving from the north side of the city, because like basically Phoenix is uh, when you're driving toward the north side, of like north Phoenix, it goes up. So like when you're it basically you're going uphill the entire time. So when you're coming down, you can see like downtown and like everything and then like once you get to the lower valley on the southern southern part, because like I live, I live on the southern part of Phoenix or the Phoenix metro area or like the valley. So as soon as you drive into Phoenix from like wherever you're coming from, as far as like coming from the east, you I like I literally live right as soon as you drive in. But when I was driving down, I was looking at like at downtown. And it was the first time that I had never seen like the smog, like the smog cloud. You know what I mean? That was the first time I'd never seen it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so nice. And like we haven't had unhealthy air quality advisories for a while, which is good. Is that like a common thing? Yeah. Like you'll be driving on the freeway and it'll just say unhealthy air quality advisory. Wow. Like it happens a lot in the wintertime because people in Phoenix are psycho and like the temperatures will drop into the 70s. They're like, oh, this is cold. Why don't we burn some firewood in the fireplace? And I'm just like... What? Yeah, people do that all the time here. And I'm like, what? Like, this doesn't even make any sense. Like, what? Like, so that happens. And then you have a lot of those, like, people who, like, have big ass trucks for no reason. Like, they just have these really big trucks that put out all this black smoke. And I'm just like, okay, dude, like, just kill the planet. Why don't you? Ugly. But yeah, it's like, it's crazy. Like, my friend, she lives in LA. And um, she was talking to me about how this is the first time in a very, very, very long time that she hasn't had to use her inhaler like multiple days in a row. Wow. I was just like in shock. So I was like, this is like crazy. Like, and the thing that's really sad is like everybody's noticing these changes. Like the media is noticing it. People are noticing it. But it's still not going to be enough to push people to really, really change their ways, you know, which is like what we need. But I hope that it changes the opinions of the loud people. That's true. Yeah, Like the people who are going to actually get up and start saying something. And I've actually been thinking about this a lot because I know for us in the U.S., we have a smaller population compared to like China and 
all of their pollution is also going down. And so I know that we're a lot of the cause of their pollution in the first place, but I wonder if this is going to trigger something within them. And if they're going to see like, wow, there's less air pollution, less people are dying every day because they constantly get warnings that their uh, air quality limits are over the, um, what is it, over the air quality scale? I forgot what it's called. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name, but the next episode, we'll go ahead and inform everyone because we'll find out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But they're consistently getting ratings that are over the maximum limit of what that scale can detect and so I'm wondering if there's some trigger in them or it's if it's going to do anything to the way that they do things because they are some of the largest polluters in the world and yes we are the cause of it but they're the ones that are bearing the burden and so is this finally going to be enough for them to revolt and say something or is this just like hopeful thinking maybe (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, I just, I, I do, kind of, I do hope it, that it does change the like really loud people's and like especially political leaders. I really hope that politi- political leaders notice the change because I mean, our as far, our current administration isn't going to do crap because they're trash. Like, ab- I mean, the federal government in general is trash. Like, the U.S. federal government is trash, and if you're listening to this, you're trash. But like right now, it's really it's extra extra trash. So like, I don't really think that anything will change, but. I do know that like I was reading somewhere that like municipal governments are starting to make are, I think they're starting to like draft policies or stuff having to do with like they're basically taking climate change more seriously because of the effects of like the stay at home orders like across the world and like all the lockdowns and stuff and how the environment is benefiting from it. Um, so I, I really do hope that it like I guess makes things better um what so uh, there was an experience that really like i mean i knew that pollution was bad in the world obviously and i knew that like cars were bad and like burning gas and like just burning trash like i knew about these things um but over winter break in december i studied abroad in nepal with the green program um they're they're a really cool like uh study abroad program i definitely recommend checking them out uh it's the green program.com like this is not a sponsor like we're not sponsored. I just really, really like them. They're a really cool thing. I've made some really amazing friends on those trips. Um, but I went and we were, we stayed in Kathmandu, Nepal. I didn't take a mask because I didn't think I needed it. Um, but when I was in Nepal, the pollution or in Kathmandu, the pollution was really bad. Like it, like my chest hurt when I was breathing when I first got there. Um, and I didn't realize it, but it always just smelled like gas. And I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. And then I eventually got used to it and it was fine. Um, and then we went out to this village. Uh, I think it was like in Southeast Nepal where, or Northeast Nepal. I can't remember, but it was like a rural village. And we basically went in to install solar panels to provide like running water to this community and electricity which is basically what like I really want to help with on the Navajo Nation because a lot of our uh, community members and citizens don't have um, access to electricity and running water. But while I was there, um, we were just like uh, doing this stuff and we stayed with the villagers. And so me, this guy, David, and this guy, Graham, who are super cool people, um, we roomed together in like this little, it was kind of like um, like a, a hut type thing, but it was like multi-leveled. So we were on the second floor because it was on a hillside. And so below us, they used firewood to cook, you know, so they were like cooking in the mornings. And so I was getting w- wake, uh, woken up with like, um, 
firewood smoke. And like, I was just like, oh my God, like this is so overwhelming. Like it was like, I couldn't breathe. And so I was just like, I started thinking about it. And like one thing that like, I think we should address too is like indoor air quality for people. Cause that affects, you know, people's health as well. Um, Cause when I got back to the, the US, like I basically flew from Kathmandu to Dubai, Dubai to New York. I changed planes in New York, flew to Houston, changed planes in Houston, changed planes in Houston, flew to El Paso. And then my mom picked me up and I was in New Mexico for like three days for Christmas. And then I flew back to Phoenix, but I got bronchitis because like of all the pollution and then going to New Mexico where my mom lives in El Paso, like I'm allergic to everything there. So when I got back to Phoenix, my lungs were like screwed. Like I literally had bronchitis. I was like dying. I couldn't, I couldn't talk. Like every time I talked, I was coughing and like, all of that made me, I was just like, wow, like one, I feel bad for flying because flying is really bad for the environment. So I apologize, Mother Earth, like I'm, I'm sorry. Um, and then, but also like, I just, just experiencing the pollution and stuff like firsthand, like the air pollution and how it affects our bodies and stuff. Like it just like, it really opened my eyes to like how badly we need things to change. Like, obviously I know that we need things to change badly, you know what I mean? But experiencing that firsthand, I was just like, this really, really, really needs to change. And then it made me think like, how are animals being affected by this? Because they also breathe in the air. So what's going on with them? Because we don't particularly pay attention to like the respiratory systems of animals, especially birds, because birds live in the city, you know what I mean? For the most part, well, they live everywhere, but they do live in the city compared to like mammals who tend to stay away. Um, But yeah. I've been thinking a lot about that too. It's just, we have a responsibility or I feel like morally as a collective, we have a responsibility, but it's going to take people seeing that firsthand. I feel like to hit some people to realize how big the problem actually is and that we can still potentially help it. Like we're not going to solve the problem. We're not going to get rid of heat waves and extreme weather or anything, but we can at least mitigate and help kind of reverse some of the worst effects like things are still going to happen but we can we can like do our part to i guess minimize the future effects of what's going to happen because we can't just stop it because it's already started but what we, we can do is make changes now so the things that do happen in the future will will be less severe than what they i guess um but they could be. There you go. That's just trying to say. Um, and like one thing I think people don't really think about as far as all this goes is like water, like the availability of water. Um, and it was kind of crazy. Wars have already been fought. I know. Like, and like that's starting. The, so one thing that like I, I've always been very conscious about my the water usage um, and I thought I was conserving water. I didn't think I was using a lot of water. Nepal changed my mind because when we stayed in the village, there was no running water. So I had to rely on a water bottle that I took a single water bottle to brush my teeth and wash my face and like basically shower for the three nights that we were there. And so like, which, you know, it's like camping in a way, you know, but like it's different when you're just like living like that and not just voluntary voluntarily going and sitting in the woods somewhere you know what i mean and i realized i was like i survived off a water of a water bottle for three days i'm washing my face and brushing my teeth so i shouldn't 
be like using this much water to brush my teeth in the mornings or using this much water to wash my face. So like I've made changes when it comes to that, but um, it's just kind of crazy like to realize that people like people deal with that already who don't have running water. And then in the cities that we do have running water, we just use as much water as we want because we don't, we think it's going to be an unlimited source. And one thing that I've since so basically like, if you didn't catch this earlier, I live in Arizona. And so like in Phoenix, like a lot of people move here, especially elderly people because like of the heat and the people move here because it's cheap to live. Um, but Phoenix is getting expensive. So please don't move here. Um, but like people don't take into account the water, like the availability of water. People don't people just think that like, oh, we're going to move there because they're used to having running water. And like, yes, we have running water in Phoenix. It's a city. We're very privileged to have running water. But a lot of our water comes from Lake Mead. And so when if you drive to California from Phoenix, you'll see it's like a giant canal that's pulling in water to the Phoenix area. And then we get 50% of our water from groundwater sources, which obviously relies on, you know, precipitation. And we do get running water from like the, I forgot what river it is, where like the snowpack melts and it comes down this way. But obviously climate, the climate is changing. So that's the water is, water availability is going to be very inconsistent um, in the future. And obviously temperatures are expected to rise here too. Um, I remember I was doing some report for like some government, governmental policy class for like sustainable system, sustainable communities or something like that. But I did a report on um, extreme heat. And so in the Phoenix area in the 90s, this isn't even that long ago, this is like 30 years ago, or like maybe not even 30, like I think it's like somewhere in the 90s, maybe like between 20 and 30 years ago, the average daytime temperature in the summer was like 105. Like and it wasn't even oh that bad. God. Well, it, it's bad, but like for Phoenix, it's not that bad. But it the um it used to only like get above one ten, maybe like two or like two or three days a week. It never was longer than a whole week in the summer. Um, and then in the night, like at night, it was never above a hundred. And if it was, it was maybe for like a night. Oh wait, no, it was only one week period where it was hundred and ten or a little bit higher. And it was only 100 degrees at night, like two to three nights a summer. That's what it was. And now, like last summer wasn't that bad. But the, the summer before that, like it was really bad. And people here tell me that like there's usually a two week period in the summer here that it doesn't drop below 110. It gets up to 120 normally it's not even crazy anymore it's just like a normal thing it's always above 100 degrees at night in the summer like and people just think that it's like a normal thing but like it's not and it also has to do with the fact that phoenix is just like blowing up and just instead of staying like in one area and building up they're just continuous continuously building out but phoenix it's like they're we're basically like screwed which is a good thing because the city cannot grow west anymore and it cannot grow or no can't grow east anymore or south because it's gonna grow up yeah because of the reservations so they can only grow west but they won't do it super west because we they decided to like put a nuclear power plant 30 miles west of phoenix so that's another reason not to move here because it could be a nuclear disaster so don't move to phoenix nuclear energy is controversial and i have a video on that (laughs) i know um but yeah i can grow north too but like i don't think they would because it's like super hilly and mountainy and like it's the it it, i feel like it'd be too difficult to grow the city out that way but um yeah without like looking too much into it my guess is rent is going to go up hella high and the city's going to start growing up because that's the only way that they can they can accommodate people i mean portland right now is growing up so much like it is crazy it's like a little city every every new building that they build like they'll 
like let's say they'll take down like some old house they will build condos on top of it and they're building up that's so, good that, i feel like that's really good um planning oh, it is because like they're, they're building uh sustainable like lead certified buildings i think pretty much all of them that's are. good i know that portland is like one of the i think it, it's i don't know if it's the number one but i feel like it's the number one leading city as far as sustainable initiatives go because i remember studying it in my one of my urban planning classes because of the way that they're doing things because other cities aren't like phoenix i'm i don't i don't think that we're doing anything like to be honest like they they just extended they added a lane onto the one of our the to the 101 freeway which is not the same as california it's a loop that we have here because we have like the 101 the 202 the 303 like it's just the way they do the loops in phoenix but the 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 101 freeway they added an extra lane on each side and like to let just for people to understand how big the freeway is it starts maybe 20 minutes from where my house is if you want to get all the way to the northern part of the freeway that'll take you a good 45 minutes to drive there and then to get from that northeastern part all the way to the western part of the freeway that's going to be another 45 to an hour and then to get from that part back down so like if you want to drive that entire thing it'll take you like two and a half hours and they just added is that with or without traffic without traffic with traffic that would probably take you like five hours to be honest because it's taking me an hour and a half just to get to the northern part of phoenix on the 101 with traffic but and they're adding an entire lane to that like they cater to cars out here like hella and like it's really bad like where i lived because they have the light rail in the city of tempe and the city of phoenix but they don't have it in other cities or towns in the area tempe they have it because of asu um but they were vote like they put it on a on the ballot to try to to extend the light rail but there's a lot of retirees here who like obviously want roads and cars so they voted against it extending it so it's like goodness have you seen the patriot act uh i haven't oh my goodness we should do a deep dive into this specific issue because there is a lot behind why that didn't pass beyond just the old people not wanting freeways like it is a psychological mental and um also it has to do with the person that has a patent for seatbelts because light rail does not have seatbelts and so they make less profit off of that and yeah we should definitely do a deep dive i don't want to get too into it because i don't know the full details and we have to research it before we talk about it but yeah no i got I, I haven't even heard about that but i now that i'm not in school anymore i will be spending a we lot have more of time, time doing this yeah so i feel like we were very informative before but we're gonna be super informative and then all i know is that we're gonna talk about traditional ecological knowledge too so we're giving you guys some t- hints as to what we're talking about and for those of you who don't know what that is the term traditional is kind of controversial but traditional ecological knowledge is basically it's uh, biophysical knowledge that's been gained by people. Oh, wait, scratch that, because I know some people may not know what biophysical is. It's basically like environmental knowledge that is gained from the community that's been passed down for generations. So people who have lived in the same area, um, it's, it's usually specifically for indigenous people, but there are people who have, whose families have lived in one area for a very long period of time. So they've, over time, they've, they basically know how the environment functions. They've seen the changes. And these are things that outside people wouldn't see. So 
we were going to talk about that too. That's what I really like about this podcast because you bring that point of view and I bring kind of like the Mexican American, like traditional, like more Americanized, but you're more like from the native point of view. Yeah. But I mean, I'm so hella Americanized. I grew up in the city. Like I'm super disconnected. I'm barely like, I'm I'm really working towards reconnecting. Luckily, like, oh, I have a boyfriend now, guys. Uh, I should have, I, yeah, I have a boyfriend. Um, But luckily, he's Navajo too. So, like, he's helping me and stuff, like, learn the language and everything. Um, And some stuff, like, I didn't even know we weren't supposed to whistle at night, but apparently we're not because we're basically calling, uh, I can't say their name, but it's basically something that, if it was during the day, I would say it, but I can't say it right now. But, like, you just don't whistle at night. Um, And then there was something else, but I can't remember. But I've learned a lot. Like, now I can, like, fully introduce, like, myself with my clans and stuff and everything like I'm still super iffy about claiming the first one because I was um adopted into it but like I know how to do that now like um I've been learning to make more food and stuff and I'm going to ceremony for the first time at the end of the month which is exciting um yeah but like it's okay I mean I feel like a lot of people of color in the U.S. are very Americanized and it's not our fault it's just like it's part of the American experience you know but I feel like it's up to us to really kind of like change that narrative because it's like we can be American and live in America but like not be super Americanized it's just kind of like it's gonna take effort on our part which sucks but like it is what it is you know because if we don't like keep hold on to our cultures and stuff like they're gonna just kind of like fizzle away within our country obviously our country of origin is different but like here yeah so we don't want that to happen yeah and i like remember one of i think it was my sociology professor said something along the lines of we don't want a melting pot we want something that's more like a salad like we don't want to melt everything and fuse all cultures together necessarily we want to preserve each individual culture but complement it and i think that's that's definitely really important. Yeah, no, I think that's important too, because it's like, I feel like right now we're functioning as a melting pot. And I think that's why things are so bad because everybody's just like, I will, it's specifically Bilagana people, um, which means white people. But, um, and please don't take offense to that. Uh, it's just a word and don't take offense to what I'm going to say. Well, actually, if you take offense to that, you're part of the problem. Um, but what's it? Don't apologize. Yeah, but basically, um, I, I totally lost my train of thought about what I was about to say. Oh my God. I think I was, ta- I was talking about melting pot and then, oh yeah. So basically they're like expecting all of us to just kind of like conform to their way of life and their standards and everything, which is part of the whole melting pot issue. But like, no, like, no, each culture yeah. can be beautiful. It's in its own, its own on way. its own. I know. And see, yeah, in its own way. I would like to point out that California is a, and Hawaii, well, the kingdom of Hawaii are really good um, example of that. Like, I feel like we're super, oh my God, your cat. I love your cat. Oh guys, I got two bunnies too. They're so cute. Um, they have an Instagram page. It's Hush Bikea, but it's, it's spelled H-O-S-H b-i-k-e-y-a-h and basically hush means cactus in navajo and kea means land because you know i love the environment so like naturally their names are going to be that way but um <laughs> you could see frodo's face right now oh my God. he just he wants to spit some bars on this podcast frodo stop Sorry, I didn't invite him in here. No, it's okay. I love him. He's so cute. I met him, guys, I met him when I was in Portland and like, uh, he's so cute. 
he loves attention, but he loves attention on his own terms. That sounds like a cat. <laughs> sounds like a cat. Yeah. But, um... Bro. <laughs> wait, okay, so... Where, where are we at? Yeah, where were you before Frodo? Um... I don't even remember. Uh, I think we're... we're not a... Oh, we're we're just not talking. a melting pot. We're sad. Yeah. Yeah. We're, well, okay, so we'll just pick up here. So remember, guys, excuse my rambling about my bunnies, but we are not a melting pot. We're a salad. We are a salad. A salad. Okay, guys? We're a salad. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, when it comes to blending cultures together, I don't know where the line is for cultural appropriation, but just don't do it. Yeah, please don't. Like, the, the line is so thin that I just choose to double tap on pictures on Instagram and not replicate them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and also, don't wear headdresses. Don't get a tattoo with a headdress on. But yeah, also, the reason we're talking about this stuff is because, like, culture has a lot to do with sustainability. If you guys don't realize that, because um, I think there's, like, Three pillars of sustainability. There's econ- there's the economy, the environment, and society. And society yeah. has a lot to do with cultures. And various cultures are more sustainable than others. And they bring in we bring in different perspectives that can be used to conserve the environment. So when we have these type of discussions that kind of go on rambling, they all have something to do with the environment, guys. It all connects. It all connects. <laughs> and over season two, you guys are going to see that, like, we tie these things together. This episode is just more like, we just An needed, intro, yeah. like a, hey, we're back Yeah, type of we thing. took a break and we wanted to talk to you guys about, like, why we took the break and what happened. And, you and know. also, like, for you guys to get to know us, like, a little bit better, because this is primarily going to be through the point of view of things that we research and, like, us speaking more formally, like, on science whereas this episode is kind of like oh this is the people that are talking yeah, to you yeah and so like if you're new to our your our podcast and you're starting off with season two perfectly fine that's cool um but this is also the same thing i i yeah but i think we're good we're probably still going to be doing interviews with other people too because i don't know everything at all and yeah. i know and it's always good to have new perspectives of yeah things exactly because the knowledge that i have is based on my experiences and the things that i know at this moment or at the moment that we're recording the episode so like it helps to have people yeah. who know more than me because that's the way you educate other people and yeah, educate and yourselves like me and, yeah and me and darren have different backgrounds slightly but we have the same like passions like, and stuff point. yeah yeah the same passion so we're we're coming at it from like two two sides yeah basically <laughs> but yeah, and then we. I uh, I think that's gonna be uh, I think this is how we end it, right? Yeah, Maybe? this is it. This is it. Well, <laughs> yes. you know, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in again. Yeah. Um, please, you know, subscribe, right? Follow us, everything. Uh, Sh- share, yeah, follow, follow us, share. share everything. You know, do please share yes. this. Like, let people know that we're back. Um, and yes. just sh- oh, and follow our Instagram. It's Talk Climate Change to Me. Oh yeah, we have an Instagram account, Talk Climate Change to Me. Um, you can also follow my personal account. It's Turquoise Hippie. Um, and mine is Jimena, but spelled phonetically, so H E M E H N A. Yes, and then it, it helps people pronounce it better, so that way people start. <laughs> saying it right yeah no i uh i I totally get that trust me like uh when i say people my which is gonna be different but it kind of is the same i guess my bunny's name his name is hush but you pronounce it you uh write it h-o-s-h but when you say it people think it's h-o-o-s-h you know what i mean so yeah i get what you mean and for me it's it's 
spelled with an X. <laughs> and so as soon as I say that, people are like, oh, I would never get it. So I'm doing my part to help people understand how to pronounce my name. I When I saw your name, the way it was written, like I knew how to pronounce it. Um, but like, mm. I don't know. People, I, some people don't even try. They'll just yeah. say it wrong purposely. But whatever. Yeah, I remember my, my old boss, as soon as I told her she could call me Patty, was like, oh, that's so much easier. <laughs> Like, oh, just learn how to... You guys can say weird words like Willamette. I know, or like... There's which like, is spelled Willmate. Well, well, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. True. Yeah, so if you can learn how to say those types of words, you can learn how to say my name, too. Yes, but... All right, guys. Yeah, anyway, sorry about the <laughs> Sorry, we, ra- we ramble a lot all the time. But um, again, thank you for tuning in again. Um, yes, and yeah. subscribe. Subscribe, follow, share, 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 please. And we are going to be doing a giveaway with, like, stickers. Um, yes. We just have to figure out how we're going to do that. Um, I'm currently Probably taking... around our next episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently taking a break from Twitter, um, but I might hop back on maybe to do the giveaway. You don't know, but same username as my Instagram, Turquoise Hippie. So follow our Instagram page, follow my Twitter account, my Instagram account, follow Jimena's Instagram account. And And then go hug some trees. Go hug some trees. (laughs) All right. Peace out, guys. Bye.